Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is episode number 291, also known as the one episode right after the four year anniversary and also the episode right after my damn birthday, because the anniversary for the show is the 22nd and the anniversary for me is the 27th. So for the anniversary for the show, October 22nd anniversary for me being alive, <laughs> October 27th. So we both, so basically we both, me, me and the podcast, we could actually share a birthday cake, but because the podcast doesn't actually exist, I should get to eat the crap all to myself, but I won't because that would be wrong. <laughs> I'm eating it. Screw you people. <laughs> Once again, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody because because essentially it was it was kind of like um I had a friend of mine that had a birthday a couple of days before Christmas. And you would think that under normal circumstances, you would get a gift for your birthday and then you'd get a gift for Christmas. But if your birthday is December 23rd. You kind of get gypped. Like, here's your Christmas birthday present. I'm going, yeah. Well, not me. My, my, my birthday's in October. He was probably like, what the hell is this? It's not my fault. I didn't tell you and dad to get it on at a time that would put my birthday around Christmas. I want two gifts, punks, because I'm going to be the one that decides which kind of place you go to when you're 90. And I'll put it to you this way. Dog food. Those are my only two words I'm going to put out there. And then they, of course, got him gifts because they knew he wasn't kidding. <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> no, it's not. But I want to thank you guys very, very much for, uh, you know, for the kind words for both birthdays, the show's birthday and for mine. I really appreciate it. And of course, my the wonderful pod couple from the Unwritable Rant podcast, uh, Juliet Miranda and, and Big Dave. Thank you very, very much for the video. Very, very kind of you. And, um, you know, you're just, you're just wonderful people. And I just want to say thank you very much for your, for your help and all of that kind of stuff. Now, folks, this is very, very important to me to let you guys know that, uh, it's okay getting older. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I am 49 years old. I've never actually hidden my age from anybody because that would require me giving a crap. Uh, <laughs> and I refuse to give a crap about silliness like that, but I'll be honest with you, even though I usually don't really give a crap about things like that, sometimes you kind of you kind of just look at the number, you know, like when I my birthday cake had 49 on it. And, you know, you just kind of it's, it's kind of weird to look at that number and know that that number represents you, you know, because the last time I really paid attention to it, you know, I usually when somebody get a birthday cake from people, I just eat the crap. I don't say hey, happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. Candle blown out, eat cake, goods and goodness. But but it was really weird. I'm looking at that number and it says four nine, forty nine, and it meant me, me being forty nine. And I'm sitting there, and it just kind of hit me, man. You know, it's, it's like, Jesus, man. I mean, I haven't been a young guy for a while, but I never felt like an old guy, and I still physically don't feel like an old guy. But I looked at that number. And I realize it's like, it's like there's no getting individual candles for your cake. You got to you got to break down and buy the damn numbers, you know. And it, oh, God, I, I'll put it to you this way, my friends. You know, you, you go to the gym, right? And you go to the gym and you want to work out. So I'm at the gym and we're working out. We're playing some basketball. And then I go into the weight room, you know, and I and you know how it is. You always remember the, the highest weight 
that you lifted, you remembered, you remember the weights from the last time you worked out seriously when you were in good shape and young and all of that crap. And I remember what the numbers were and they, 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 they go into the gym and I'm going, yeah, me stack it up. Okay? I'm a lift that this bill, six billion here and two thousand double quadruple the lift this and squeeze that and pull this and then two twenty thousand reps of this and two thousand of these. And I put the number on there and I was able to lift the same numbers. I was, but it was a little bit different because you see, when I was 25 or 26, when I lifted these weights, I would sit up off the machine, clap my hands together, smile and pump my fist like, yeah, I did it. When I tried to lift the same weight, and it actually got up to the thing, I pushed it up, and I put it back on the plate. I, I did not jump up and pump my fist uh, and say, yeah, I, I, that's not exactly what happened uh, after lifting the same weights that I did when I was 26. Now that I'm 49, lifting those same weights, there was no, uh, there was no j j jumping up and pumping my fist. It was none of that. Because my hand was still in the shape my hand would be if I was holding the damn weights because my hand, my hand just kind of just kind of froze in that. You, you ever just overwork a muscle and the muscle just kind of doesn't work for a couple of seconds. It just goes, look, I can't do this. I mean, I mean, technically I can do it, but this is the maximum I'm about to do. I can do so much so that I'm going to. I'm going to cease to function for about four seconds and scare the crap out of you because that's what happened. And that was just my hand, my hand, my forearm, my forearm was my forearm. must have just my forearm is a follower, not a leader. My hand was a leader. My hand said, I'm just not going to work right now. And my forearm apparently was like, oh, apparently the hand hands already hands pretty cool. Hand gets to do a lot of good stuff. And we just kind of sit here and we support hand, but we don't really, really, really get to do anything. But you know, if hand says to cease working, I guess we're going to have to stop working too. Cause I mean, hands, the one that does, I mean, we just support hand and forearm being the follower that it is abandoned me like a punk, just like handed. And I couldn't move the hands and I couldn't move the forearm. Oh no. Elbow was a little bit different than hand and forearm because elbow is more of a leader. Okay. It's not a leader. It's an attention punk because hand and forearm went, I'm not doing anything for about five to 10 seconds. And elbow went, well, since they're not going to do anything, technically they're not here. And I normally don't get any attention. I'm going to get some attention by causing intense pain so much so that he goes, yeah, when I, when he tries to move me, I can't wait till he tries to move the arm because he can't do anything with the hand or the forearm. But the second he moves me, oh, this is He's going to try to move me now. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> what a dummy. He doesn't realize he's 49 years old and he shouldn't. Oh, I shouldn't say him. It's me, too. But he should he should know better than to do that. I wonder what his right arm is going to do because he hasn't tried to move that because it's kind of fallen down onto the side of the bench. Let's see if he could look the right arm. Are you going to help out? And right hand would look. I'm doing what my twin brother's doing. And I said, and my elbow went, you know, you're not actually twin brothers. You're, I mean, you're twins, but you're more fraternal twins. You're not identical twins. Well, when we're sitting next to me, when we're across from each other, like when he claps or something, we look exactly the same. The thumb's in the same place. The pinky's in the same place. I say we're identical. And then my elbow went, no, jackass, your mirror image 
of each other. That does not make you identical. And then my hand gave the middle finger to my elbow. And then it looked at what my other hand was doing and decided, oh, my twin brother is not working. I also will do nothing. And of course, that forearm is a follower as well and decided to do what that hand did, which was to not do anything. And now I can't use either one of my arms. My right elbow's a nice guy. Didn't do anything to me. He's like, hey, man, you're you're in enough pain. I'm not going to mess with you. (laughs) And very, very slowly, I got the feeling in both hands and both forearms. And then my elbow stopped hurting. And that was great. Now, keep in mind, I'm still laying on the bench. Um, and then there's, you, you can see people you, you, after a while, you get a little annoyed with all the people going, are you all right, sir? You know, I mean, I'm sitting there going, I'm already in intense pain and I can't move my arms. Can't you just say all you all right? You don't have to add the sir to the end of it. Right. That's like somebody going to slap you on the, on the, on the shoulder to congratulate you. And then following up, instead of taking their hand back, continuing the hand moment, movement and going up and smacking you on the side of the face wasn't necessary. Oh, you okay, sir? I'm okay, buddy. You look like you can't even move your arms, man. Uh, you notice that, huh? Oh, man. Can you sit up? Well, yes, I can sit up, but I chose not to. I chose to lay here with my arms laid out like this and uh, and not sit up. And, and I can sit up, but I, of course I can't sit up. Get me up, punk. And then the young, strong guy picked me up. You know, my arms weren't exactly moving the way they normally would. So they, when he pulled me up a little bit too hard, by the way, you know, we mean go heaven forbid he would use my shoulders and not my shirt the punk he could have ripped my shirt he pulls me up towards him and then all of a sudden because my arms are still kind of weak my arms flapped around his back and if you were looking from across the room you would have thought that this was a wonderful romantic moment between an older guy and a younger guy and you would automatically in your mind start hearing Whitney Houston singing I, I, I will always love you. I'm not going to sing that song because I'm a comedian, not a singer. Shut up, punks. Back to the story. So he sits me up and he goes, you're going to be OK, buddy. And I, my arms kind of fell down onto the bench and I kind of balancing myself. He still thinks it's OK. So he lets go of me and I fall back. And then I, he goes, oh, I thought you were going to sit up, sir. You know, it's like, would you do that to a baby? If a baby is at the point where a baby isn't quite able to support its head, would you just kind of sit it on the front of the chair? And then because it seems to have balanced itself for a half a second, just let go. No. Well, not only do you not do that to babies, you don't do that to old guys who are too dumb to realize they can't lift the same amount of weight they could 23 years ago. Anyway. But it was really, really annoying. And of course, I got the feeling back in my arms and everything was okay. I hadn't, I knew what was going on. I wasn't really that worried. I was just kind of embarrassed. You know, there's nothing worse. You, you, you sit there and you, you over it. And the bad part about it is why did I do that? I'm telling you why. Cause the day before you see a 49 on your cake or, or, or whatever. And then you think you got to go back out and prove stuff. And I don't have sports car money. Cause if I did, I probably would have bought a sports car. And then I would have had a cooler story about, it. you know, I bought a sports car at 49 and I was driving down the street and everybody was giving me a thumbs up and everything like that. Good thing I didn't go to the gym and overexert myself and embarrass myself in front of young people (laughs) but i don't have sports car money damn it i just have going to the gym and embarrassing myself like a jackass money oh 49 why'd you do this to me damn it 
49, when you showed up, you're supposed to show up with wisdom. You're not supposed to show up with last embarrassing attempts at youth, you bastard. But 49 betrayed me. I want to get to the point, hopefully very, very soon before I turn 50, which will be a year from now. I want to be at the point where, I'm, where I just think I'm 49. So what, punks? I'm 49. So what? But I ain't there yet. It's really, really weird, man. When you when you're 49 years old and you start to do stuff, because the thing is, you don't you don't if you don't. I have an, an older relative that said to me and I've had actually several older relatives and older friends and older people that I know that will say things to me like, you know, I didn't realize I was 60 until I looked in the mirror. I didn't realize I was 70 until I looked in the mirror. I didn't realize I was 80 until I looked in the mirror. And I'm going, yeah, well, let me help you out. You're all old. Okay, I'm not even as old as you, and I know I'm older, damn it. Well, ain't no way in the world you didn't know you were 60, punk. What, are you kidding me? First of all, I helped you up the steps, okay? And it wasn't even because you were injured. It was because the walk from the car to the curb wore you out, and I had to carry your old ass up the steps, punk, right? So cut it out. I don't know I'm old till I go to the mirror. Are you kidding me, huh? Don't tell me you don't have gray hairs on your junk. You gotta. You're 60. Don't lie to me, punk. You ain't fooling me. Right? Come on now. I heard that crunching sound when you sat down and your prostate. I was like, that's gross, man. Go get some of them pills from off television to help prostate health, punk. But I'm telling you right now, my friends, I know I know that because they told me what the demographics of my audience is. And I know that the vast majority of you punks are between 18 and 49. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, 18 and 54. And I know a big chunk of you punks are now are between 18 and 34. Well, let me tell you something. Shut up, punks. All right. And I'm telling you right now, when I go back out on tour and you run into me, I'll probably be 50 by then or, or, or something like that. If you walk up to me and make reference to this episode, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to give you a hug and act like it's all cool. I'm going to take about 15 steps back. I'm going to get into the running position. I'm going to run at you at a high rate of speed. I'm going to jump until I'm in the air horizontally and I'm going to drop kick your bastard asses. Yeah, that's right. I'm a drop kick heavy last one of you young bastards. Oh, my goodness. See, when you get to the, be 49 years old, all of a sudden your relatives in their 20s and 30s start the whole old guy routine jokes and they start giving you a hard time. Well, you're almost 50. <laughs> yeah, bastard. At least I know you can count right. Oh, I just can't stop thinking about that guy at the gym and the ladies at the gym looking at me, man. You kind of walk in the gym and you, you see the young ladies and you, 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 and that's probably why I decided to lift the weights that heavy because I wanted to impress the young ladies and they were looking at me. And when I put the weight up and pushed it back on, they kind of had, you know, that look on people's face when they go, hmm, no, that's pretty impressive. They had that look on their face for about a second and a half until my arms decided to embarrass me like two rotten kids in a toy store. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, you know, you ever see a parent, they're sitting there and they're, they're trying to extol the virtues of their parenting method. You know, you know, Timmy is a great boy, you know, and he's very, very even tempered. I mean, because um, we raise him to respect things and we raise him to make sure that he acts right. 
You know, because to be a good parent, you really have to stay on top of the kids and make sure they do the things that they're supposed to do. And then they begin, Timmy, put that down. Then the kid's rolling around the floor and then she tries to pick up the kid. And then the kid does that crap where kids make themselves 50 times heavier than they actually are by laying out flat. Right. And then she wants to swat him on the butt. But she just talked about how she doesn't believe in corporal punishment, even though she's lying and she does believe in corporal punishment and then he stands up and runs and puts his arm out and sweeps about $400 worth of toys onto the floor and you're still trying to keep a straight face the whole time and your friend's looking at you going wow this is embarrassing I just I mean I just admit my child ain't shit you you trying to act like your child's all great and then the, 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 she swats the kid on the buttocks and the kid looks at her like is that all you got witch and then he kicks over the computer stand and then they're both thrown out of the store and banned for life <laughs> well that, 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 that was a bit of an exaggeration but that's how embarrassed I was by my arms at 49 not because they don't look good but because they didn't perform properly when I was trying to lift weights in front of those hot babes well I don't know I should be grateful that that young guy helped me out right you know I should be grateful you know after the initial pickup I I get up, I finally get back to normal. I stand up, I shake my arms. I'm, I'm feeling oh, good. I'm back to normal almost, you know. And I'm walking away and he goes over to where I was with the bench press. He puts on a whole bunch of other plates. I hear him talking to a bunch, a couple of other really young guys who are all ripped up and muscled up and stuff. And I hear the guy that helped me out who seems so nice and so sweet to old me say something on the lines of, <laughs> let's put some real weights on here now. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't he didn't realize I heard him say it. It was bad enough that I just I almost murdered myself with the damn weights and then humiliated myself in front of everybody and had the, the, the hot women that were looking at me going, he's not bad for an old guy. He's kind of cute from that to that pathetic bastard. And then he had to compound it by very loudly saying, oh, let's put on some real weights now. <laughs> That's what he said. And he didn't realize I heard him. But I heard him bastard we walk out of the gym you go into the thing you see the protein shake bar you pull out your money for the protein shake and the lady goes were you the old guy that damn near had his arms ripped off by the weights and I go that's not me and she goes I saw you on security camera and I said okay it was me and she goes this protein shakes on me cause dad, you damn sure need it with your weak ass and I went thanks a lot Walks, walk outside, open the door, standing at the top of the steps and look down at the mighty Toyota Camry and realize I probably will never be able to come back to this gym again after that humiliation. Yeah, I just stand there for a while. I didn't even realize how long I was standing there, just standing there looking at the mighty Toyota Camry. And then all of a sudden I see health boy, Mr. Willie, Mr. I can finally get to put on some real weights here. He walks outside. He looks at me and he kind of has a look. He didn't even recognize me. And then he goes down two or three of the steps and he stops. He looks back and goes, oh, and then he walks back up the three steps, walks over to me and goes, you okay there, Gramps? 
Oh, now I'm Gramps, huh? I was sir inside, but now I'm Gramps. <laughs> Gives me a playful punch of the arm, but it's a little bit harder than it needs to be. It wasn't good enough that you went in and put twice the weight on the weight that I was lifting and then pumped it up and then made me look like a douche. But d d now you're going to come outside where there's no security cameras where we are right this particular moment and call me Gramps while you're at the top of the steps where there's no security cameras. Because we're at the top of the steps I mean, it's raining a little bit, you know, so if you, you know, you could probably you could very, very easily slip and fall down all these steps because there's no security camera here because it's because they the security cameras malfunction. There's actually a guy coming in the next day to fix it. So it's not working right now. So no one could, you know, they would have to take my word for it as the person who's not who's conscious and not bleeding at the bottom of the steps as to what happens out here. That's what I'm thinking. And in my mind, I'm imagining me going, oh, Gramps, huh? Well, let me tell you something. Gramps may not be able to lift weights, but he can definitely do this. And then I push his punk ass down the steps and he's down the bottom of the steps all knocked out. And then I wait a couple after I stop laughing and I take a couple of quick pictures so I can laugh and then I can put it up on Instagram. Jackass who fell down the steps. And I make I want to make it a point to put the word fell and, and make sure it's like it's really highlighted so people will not say, hey, we can use this later on to say that you did something because it did. Then, then I would go in the place and go, hey, he fell down the steps and then they would go, well, why don't you go to help him? And also, why are you laughing? And I would go, I'm not laughing. I just do that when I'm feeling really bad about someone going down the steps, especially when I didn't push them. <clears throat> but I didn't do it. I just laughed it off and let him go down the steps. And you know why I laughed him off, laughed it off and let him go down the steps instead of shoving his punk ass down the steps and laughing? Because I'm 49 now and I'm mature. And a mature man such as myself would not use this opportunity behind the gym at on the top of a long flight of steps where there's no security camera to push your punk ass down the steps and then laugh at him. I wouldn't do that. So he goes down the steps and then I go down the steps and I get into the mighty Toyota Camry, my vehicle. And I go, you know what? Yes, you're 49 years old now. You should be mature enough that you shouldn't even be attempting to lift weights that heavy unless you work back up to it. If you can work it back up to those weights. And it was very good of you to laugh off the slight that happened to you by this guy. It was very, very good of you. You're a good man and a good person. You let it all slide. You let it slide. Yeah. So, folks, that's what that's that's the lesson today. If you're getting older, it doesn't really matter. Just realize, don't try to be young. Don't try to be something that you're not. Don't try to compete with your younger self. Don't try to compete with some other younger people. Don't do any of that crap, man. If I had just gone to that gym, put on a reasonable amount of weight, done a nice workout, I would have walked home and everybody, nobody, either people either wouldn't have noticed me or they would have gone, you know, he's actually pretty strong for an old guy. And that would have looked good. So next time I go back, granted, I'll be wearing a Spider-Man outfit so no one will know it's me. <laughs> F y'all. And uh, they'll go, well, you know, you know, Halloween was last week, man. Why you got a Spider-Man outfit on? Hey, you that old dude that almost decapitated himself with them weights. Huh? Take that mask off. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is just be, be mature, folks. It's, it's, it's OK to get older. Being older means wisdom. 
maturity. Yeah. So I started up the mighty Toyota Camry and ran that dude over. <laughs> and you ain't hear none of that. Keep your mouth shut. According to the press, it was a hit and run. Because I also found out during the conversations with the people at the gym that the, the damn security cameras in the parking lot don't work either. And I got a friend that fixes cameras, so there's no report. of uh, they, ooh, I should cut this part off. What I meant was it's a shame that guy got clipped by that car and knocked into the pool. That, that, that's a real tragedy because he does not know what happened. <laughs> anyway, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but, but like I said, be mature for 49. 49 is, is, is good. It's not, it's not bad at all. It's, uh, 49 is not bad. <clears throat> and then, uh, I was, uh, I was, when the day when that happened to that dude, I was, uh, someplace else, you know, um, I can't remember now where I was because I don't have enough information about, you know, what people actually know to set up my fake alibi, <laughs> which will not be fake. It will be real because I did not do it. <sighs> I should probably stop talking now. Segment over. You know what, everybody, there's, a, there's, there's types of people in the world you just kind of want to get away from. You don't want to be around them. You know, sometimes people come into your life and they just bring evil with them. They just bring evil with them. And it's so much evil. that It's almost like there's nothing you can do about it. I was watching a YouTube video and it was a story about a guy who was getting his son recruited by a gang. Right. And he walks out and talks to the gang member, says, hey, 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 man, you know, just go about your business. This is my son. He's not interested in that. And go on and go about your business. And he wasn't, from what I understood in the video, he wasn't even disrespectful about the way he said it. He just let the guy know that this just wasn't going to happen. But unfortunately, he said that in front of other people. And the gang member thought, ha, huh, this guy's disrespecting me. How dare you? And then he just took a gun out and shot the guy and then shot the kid or whatever, you know. And I'm sitting there going, really? That's that's what you thought? Did you? And that's somebody who has nothing to lose. He already just assumes I'm going to die at some point anyway. It really doesn't matter what I do. Like, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Let your kid go off and become a gang member and get killed eventually? You go outside and you try to take, try to be respectful to this dude and just let him know, you know that my kid's not into that crap. Leave my kid alone. And then he shoots you. Your kid dies or you die. There's no good way to get out. And this person is just an evil person that came into your life. You didn't do anything to the person. You didn't do anything to deserve to have to deal with this crap. But this evil washed into your life and there's no good choices. This person just brings death with them. And that's the person that has nothing to lose. One of the other type of people that you want to be away, stay away from is people that have so much they don't care if they lose. That's when you get your politicians, people like that, right? They know you want certain things, but they don't give a crap because this small group of people is giving them money and they're going to do whatever they want. Doesn't matter what the party is. They're going to do what they want to do because that person's giving them money and you're not in the hell with you. But what about eventually you find a way to get that person out of office? You you find out oh, your corruption and corruption and then they get kicked out of office. In the grand scheme of things to them, it doesn't really matter. They already stole a hundred million dollars. 
right? They're either going to get a job at a, law, a lobbying firm or, or consulting for some businesses or giving some speeches, or they're going to go off to an island and not give a crap. They had so much. It didn't matter if they lost. It didn't matter. And these are the kind of people that will mess up your life on a grand scale. They bring evil into your life and there's really no good choices there. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. And the reason I was thinking about that, because I was thinking about the big one of the biggest stories is Harvey Jackass, the movie jerk, the movie jerk off, who was basically torturing young women, not only by allegedly raping them or allegedly uh, sexually assaulting them or allegedly harassing them, because I'm not trying to get sued. But you have to think about what kind of person this person would be to do that to somebody. I know what it's like to be a young person going to Hollywood, thinking about your hopes and dreams. And, you know, you spend decades honing a craft and you think you're going to build your life around it. Because if you get really good at your craft, even if you don't become a household name and a big giant star, you could still be someone that regularly works at what you want to do. I know people that are in, in show business and they're not rich people. I mean, they do better than the average person. They're not rich, but they make a good living and they love what they do. Are they still trying to become big stars? Sure. But if it doesn't happen, they're still enjoying the process and love what they do. But what about you run across the person in power who has almost unlimited power in show business or whatever your particular profession is, unlimited power for the most part. And they could literally take your career from you. Just take it. They could make a couple of phone calls and you could never work again or your level of work will be so low that you can't even consider it a job anymore. It becomes this thing you kind of do every once in a while. And they could do that with a couple of phone calls. You realize when someone could actually help your career, if someone is a, a regular, nice person who could pick up the phone and, and make your career, even if they're not sexually harassing you, even if they have no designs on you at all, you're just a person they think is kind of talented and they want you to want to help you out. Those people are scary as well. And these are the people that are nice to you. They're kind of scary as well because you kind of got to you don't you don't want to get on their bad side. Even if, like I said, even if you take sexual harassment off, the, you got to you got to watch them because you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. But in this particular case, this person has had people's hopes and dreams and livelihood in the palm of his hands. And he threatened to take everything, these people, their dreams and just crush them. If these women didn't allow him access to their genitals, even though they did not want him to have access to their genitals. Think about it. If you're that powerful, a man or a woman in show business or in any business that is a multimillion or a multi-billion dollar business, you're not hurting for people who will give you unlimited access, open access, happy access, enjoy themselves access to their genitals. But it's not about sex, is it? The person that breaks into the, that comes into the store, it's not about the money. A lot of it is about the money, but a lot of it is about I have the power of life and death and I can get these people to move around and scream and get on the floor and I can do this and do that and I can walk and I can take whatever I want because I got this gun. I got the power. I got the power. Some of these people get into politics and they go going into politics because they want to help people. Some of them do. And a lot of them probably don't. They, I got the power. I got the power. I got the power. I'm going to have my name on this library. I'm going to have a street named after me. Uh, me, 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 me. They ain't trying to help anybody. They just want the power. They want the power. 
So this guy, he just wanted the power. He sees all these beautiful young women and he just, I got, I'm going to have me some of that woman right there. And because I got the power, damn it, I could make or break your career. Either you give me access to your genitals or I, I, I have access to the press and I can make you look crazy. And I have access to studios and I can tell people that you did not going to not hire you. And I, could, I got the power. I got the power. In all three cases, the person who robs the store, the person in politics, the person in show business, taking things from people, crushing people, it's all the same in a way. People screwing over people less powerful than they are just because they can. And it's fucking evil. I've never had that kind of thing happen to me where somebody sexually harassed me to... Uh, uh, and decided that they were going to do something to my career if I didn't get it on with them or, 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 or someone who, you know, that never happened. The only thing that ever happened to me was somebody was, uh, decided that they were going to screw me over and try to stop me from getting bookings at some clubs because I wouldn't cancel a gig that I already had to work their gig. They were mad at the person I was working for. And they were going to use me because I was popular in the area. They were going to use me to teach them a lesson. Well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to call up S and I'm going to have S cancel the show at the last minute and come work for me. And I said, no, man, I gave them my word. Hey, 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 I know a lot of bookers, buddy. Okay, so do I. You know, I mean, I'm just saying you wouldn't want any problems. I said, dude, do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. I do what I got to do. You're going to lose a lot of work. I rather anybody that listens to you, the piece of shit that you are, if they're that dumb to listen to your fucking ass over what I can do on the stage, fuck them. That's what I said on the phone. And I hung up. But I got to be honest with you, this is very young me and I was scared to death because this dude really could have jammed me up badly. But the difference was there were a lot of clubs. And even if he'd shut down all the stuff that he had power over, I still had the other clubs I could go to. So he couldn't really, he couldn't completely crush me down, but he could damage my wallet and slow me down. And I was scared. And all that was, was a guy taking some clubs away from me. All that was, was a guy making some phone calls and saying some bad things. I wasn't raped in a hotel room by some guy. I wasn't, I didn't have some guy grabbing my genitals and all that kind of stuff. I didn't have people standing around watching it happen to me and not saying anything. And that's what happened to these ladies. So I'm not equating what happened to me to what happened to them because it's an infinitesimal compared to that. But I, when I see the story, I know what it feels like to an infinitely small, smaller degree to have somebody attack you when you didn't do anything and you didn't deserve to be attacked and you didn't deserve that treatment. They brought that evil into your life and you didn't do anything to them. These ladies didn't do anything to Harvey Jackass. All they wanted to do was in good faith come and display their talents and if he thought they were good enough, put them in a movie or put them in something. That's all they wanted to do. They didn't sign up to have some piece of crap decide he wants to, without their permission, put himself up in their bodies or to touch their bodies. And if they didn't have that, let them do that, destroy their careers. They didn't, they, they didn't sign up for that. It's one of those things that is just so horrible when evil just washes into your life and you didn't do anything to deserve it. It's not your fault. You did nothing. And it's there. And now you can't, you can't stop it. 
now he's getting his come up and Harvey Jackass. And I'm like, basically, I'm sitting there going, good, screw him. You know, a lot of politicians we're seeing right now are about to get their comeuppance. Good, screw him. You know, the guy that robs the liquor store, you know, daggone well, that's just one of a series of really bad choices this guy is going to make. And I don't even know what his backstory is. I don't know what made him do that. Maybe he's just a piece of crap. Maybe he had a rough upbringing. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, you know, daggone well, if he's robbing 7-Elevens and liquor stores and gas stations and stuff like that, you know, daggone well, 10 years from now, he's not going to be a CEO or a doctor or a lawyer or some other productive member of society. You know exactly where that's going to go. He's either going to wind up in jail or he's going to pull that gun out in front of the wrong person. And someone's going to get the drop on his ass and they're going to light his ass up and he's going to wind up in a fucking box. It's just amazing, isn't it? Sometimes you just. You're just going about your regular life and an evil just kind of washes in. And it sucks. You know, so I'm just hoping that uh, the ladies that went through this, I'm hoping that they get some peace now because Harvey Jackass is getting what he deserves. If if he committed these crimes, and I have to say that because I don't want to get sued. If, if, if I don't want to get sued, please don't sue me. But a lot of times we, we think uh, that the evil that's happening, that they're going to get theirs. And sometimes they don't get theirs. At least they don't get theirs when you can see them getting theirs. And you kind of got to go into survival mode. You just got to survive if you can. And if you can survive and then that evil washes away or go someplace else. Man, just thank your lucky stars. Because fortunately... You know, these a lot of these ladies were able to do what they needed to do career wise. You know. Fortunately, a lot of people survive these things that happen when like when the gang members shoot at somebody, they survive that. People survive these liquor store robbery because they got the money and the guy walks out. It really sucks when the evil washes into your life and you just didn't deserve it, you didn't do anything. And I know what that's like. You know, I know what that's like. So, my friends, if it hasn't, if that big evil hasn't come on to you, I hope it never does. If that big evil did come on to you, I hope you survive it like I did and like we did, my family. You know what I mean? I'm getting kind of reflective in my old age. I'm 49 now. Of course, when I turn 50, I'm going to not give a crap about anything and just run around getting it on with hot young women. But I'm 49 now. I'll go. I'll be. I'll be that guy next year. But for right now, even though this is an audio podcast, I'm now looking away and reflecting on my brilliance. Yeah, I'm incredible. You guys, you guys are pretty good too. But I'm incredible. segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 291 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And uh, once again, I want to thank you guys very, very much for coming back every week. I really, really do appreciate it more than you know. And, uh, you know, it's it's really weird. You know, when, when you do these kind of things, it, it just seems like you're just kind of, you know, talking and expressing some ideas, maybe telling some interesting stories and things of that nature. 
and you know, as a live as a live performer by trade, it's it's really weird because normally when I say things to people, there's hundreds of people in front of me, and I can see whether they're enjoying it or not, or I can adjust what I'm saying based on what they, whether they're enjoying it or not. And, and it's really weird because when you do this, you don't really really know whether people dug what you what you were talking about. Um, until you know they they email you or something or they deep they direct message you or something or they write something, so usually it's like the next day or a week later where people tell you whether they dug the show and that kind of thing. And um, but but it's it, but what started to happen now is is that the people you guys have been really really cool with getting back to me really really quickly, um, letting me know what you think about the show. Unfortunately, you you uh, you you, uh, you enjoy this crap. And uh, so to those of you that have written to me and and, and said wonderful things, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever social media it is or email and all that kind of thing. I just want to let you know that I appreciate it. I appreciated it. I enjoyed this four years of doing this and I'm going to enjoy whatever amount of years I continue to do this in the future. So if you want to follow me on social media and you have not been following me on social media on Twitter, I have two. One is for me specifically and the, the Twitter for me specifically is at S. Anthony Thomas. And the Twitter for this podcast is at S. Anthony Says. So follow them. If you're on Facebook and who the hell isn't at this point, uh, do me a favor and go to my uh, my page. It's it's a uh, if you're on Facebook, just go into the search box at the top and type in S. Anthony Says and it will show up and you'll see S. Anthony Says and there'll be a blue check mark. That'll show that it's my verified Facebook page. And I'm going to start doing some interesting things over there in the coming months. And hopefully, uh, hopefully a lot of you will go over there and, and, uh, and like that. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, of course, surprisingly enough, it's S. Anthony Thomas. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, please do so. Just type in my name, S. Anthony Thomas. There I am. And uh, the uh, the email for me, if you want to contact me, I know you guys know the email address and stop writing me saying, hey, we know the email address. Well, some people don't, man. Uh, <laughs> the email, and I only have one, is talk to s anthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O, and then my name, S. Anthony, all together, talk to s anthony at gmail.com. Folks, we've done four years and an episode. And uh, much love to you. I appreciate the growth. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you for telling everybody about the show. Uh, thank you for the retweets, the reblogs, and thank you for recommending me to people. Uh, please rate and review this on iTunes, wherever you're listening to it. And uh, quite frankly, um, you guys are listening in a, in a bunch of different places because I'm on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the home base is santhonysays.podbean.com. Or if you don't, if you can't remember any of that crap, all you got to do is Google my name, S. Anthony Thomas, or Google this podcast, S. Anthony Says, and bam, bam, I'm right there, baby. Okay? Folks, I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I always say goodbye to you. I'm much appreciated for listening to me. Uh, you know what you know what I'm going to say. I've been doing this long enough, and I know you say it with me at, uh, at the same time that I say it, so we're going to do it on the count of three. Are you ready, you bastards? Of course you're ready. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.